0: Hey, come on in, come on in, and welcome to Entrepreneurs Can Party. Let me show you around. This is an entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, and those aspiring to be so. The aim is to introduce you to inspiring, like-minded people who are doing what they love every single day and are having so much fun in the process. You see, business can and should be fun. You'll have the opportunity to hear their stories, be given tools and advice to succeed, and to taste what is possible when you think and dream bigger. Me. I'm your host, Scott Stockdale, and I'll be learning just as much as you as I show you around. It's my job as a fellow entrepreneur to tease out their habits, routines, successes, failures, favourite resources, books, etc, etc. All that good stuff. Alrighty, make yourself at home, grab yourself a drink, and let's get this party started. Hey, hey, welcome to episode 72 of Entrepreneurs Can Party. I'm your host, Scott. And on this week's show I am delighted to be able to welcome you to Tara Punta at Tara Punta Coaching on Instagram. Tara is a qualified mindset NLP and hypnotherapy coach who helps equine brands and female entrepreneurs create successful six-figure businesses. In April 2017, following setbacks with clients and a lack of strategy, Tara realized she needed help with her business, so she sought out a business coach. Since then she has continued to invest heavily in herself in excess of £45,000 to date which is quite a lot of money (laughs) on a number of coaches and now guides her own clients to achieve their own goals and aspirations. In our wide-ranging conversation we discuss quick wins to improve your business finances, the mechanics of working with a business coach, importance of mindset and so much more. So without further ado, I'm delighted to be able to welcome you to the wonderful Tara Punter. So hey Tara, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you.
0: You're most welcome. It is a pleasure to see you again because obviously I was on your podcast not so long ago, so it's awesome to bring you onto mine as well. And a question I'd like to kick things off with is... Do you have a party trick or a hidden talent that people might not be aware of?
1: Um that's a very tricky question and it's quite a boring, boring answer but no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I know I know you cuz you did mention you may have forgotten but um, you have an ability to make a room smile and get them in the right vibe. Yeah, wh- how how do you get people in the right vibe? What's your what are your secrets?
1: Positivity and compliments generally go a very long way so I've been in a situation before where I've been at a networking event or a party and I think people sometimes struggle to sort of come out of their comfort zone a little bit don't they so it's also always trying to make feel people feel really good about themselves um, and just trying to put a smile on their face really and that's just what I love to do and you see that across my social media as well as sort of in real life so I think that's one and I definitely forgot that i had written that so I apologize.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No worries it was a while ago isn't it but that's a great one yeah making people smile compliments like I say go a long long way to do that and when people check out your social media they will see that as well so very keen to dive into uh, exactly that all things you're doing now sort of coaching wise and um, how you've kind of got to the point now where you are your own boss, essentially, and actually, you're running the show. So, lots to kind of cram into this. I thought I'd like to start it somewhat unusually. So, I was looking through your LinkedIn, which was again really impressive. And you know, got lots of uh, things you've done in the past. And I saw the title head groomer, head groom. At uh, first, I was thinking like head groom. Are oh, like grooms like males, like in wedding sense? And obviously, when I read into it, Scott, it's working with over 400 racehorses. So. I was curious, like how did you go from a head groomer where presumably you're kind of working with horses to then i guess going into p r and marketing? What was the kind of transition there?
1: Very good question, so yeah, a head groom is um somebody that's in charge of looking after a group of horses at a yard. um I have always been horsey, so my mum had the pony before she had me when I was teeny teeny, teeny. and I always knew that I wanted to do something around horses but I had no idea what. So I started working as a groom um, before I went to university then I went off to university and did a business degree and from there I then started working as an equine journalist. So because I had had the sort of professional experience within the equine industry I was able to then transfer those skills into a job as a journalist. Now while I was working as a journalist I also had lots of um publications and companies coming to me asking me to help them with their PR and their social media. And I thought, how hard can it be? I'll give it a go. <laughs> Learn very much along the way. Um, and was doing that and sort of still have a side of my business that does that now. So I still sort of help people with their PR and marketing. So you know, the PR side is very much getting them featured in their dream magazines, newspapers, TV and radio. And then the other side of the business is less equestrian um, and it's more helping female entrepreneurs and coaches with their business. So it's two sides and I adore them both equally, but they do come together and it still enables me to have a little bit of involvement in an industry that I've known for so very long. I also have my own horse, so I'm still sort of tied to it to now.
0: You. Oh, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah so I mean from what I've seen it certainly looks like you've kind of blended the two together so you mentioned the coaching and also doing the PR and marketing and something you sent over a little while ago was uh, kind of in preparation for this chat today was talking about how you left I believe was it April 2017 where you had kind of a tricky period and then you kind of got some help from outside sources to kind of give you that strategy and kind of bit of goal setting advice would you like to kind of talk to us a little bit more about that and that kind of difficult period that you that you went through
1: absolutely so I went freelance as a journalist in June 2015 and it was all going hunky-dory I was nice and busy (laughs) and then April 2017 everything just went wrong And I had somebody who owed me six months worth of work. I lost two clients on one day that both went bust on the same day, horrendous. It really, really was. And I remember crying. It made me ill because I was so stressed. And I just thought, I don't want this to kill my business. Like I adore my business. It's genuinely like my baby. I love it so much. And I thought, right, what can I do to actually make it work? And at the time, I literally had no money. So I had to get my now husband to bail me out with the rent. And I thought, right, I need to I need to get help from somewhere. And I sought a business coach who i had met previously at a networking event. She charged £100. And I was like, right, what can I do or sell to generate £100 so I can pay her for that first hour? That's all mm-hmm. I needed to do. And then once I've got my foot in the door, you know, hopefully the, the ball will get rolling. Uh, but it was terrifying. And... At the time, I was still very much, I'd done a little bit of coaching, like I'd done a few power hours of sort of social media, Facebook coaching, all that sort of thing. But the coaching side hadn't yet taken off. So it was very much, I was the horsey girl. I, I'm with a farmer, now married to a farmer, living in the Cotswolds. I was like, who am I to have a coach? Like, that sounds ridiculous. I thought it was just big entrepreneurs and like massive six and seven fig, seven figure business owners that have coaches and I thought who am I to have a coach like this is ridiculous and I thought it was a real sign of weakness I needed one Um, but genuinely it was the best thing I ever did and then from there I have just always had a coach even got a couple at the moment you know they specialize in different things and it's just having somebody who isn't emotionally connected to your business and they can look at the things you're doing the systems you've got in place they can look at your mindset and say this is what you need to change they can then, you know, really help you develop that strategy and almost hold your hand throughout so that you can actually have the successful business that you desire. So, yes, it's always April, it's always a funny month as I sort of always remember that time back in 2017 and then always sort of thinking, right, what's next? So I'm really grateful that that experience happened. It taught me a lot and I think there's no failings in life, you know, there's only lessons and I learned so much from that time now I've got a more enhanced mindset as well so looking back I can see that the law of attraction was not on my side all I was (laughs) focusing on the negativity on the lack and I just thought oh gosh I just didn't know much about mindset back then
0: yeah and I guess there probably comes a point where you you kind of make that leap and then it's like Things just start to fall into place. I'm guessing. So, can you like? Can you remember what happened in that first coaching session? You know, what sort of things did your coach tell you in that first sort of power hour? Was there anything that kind of jumped out at you then, or was it kind of lessons that you learned further along the line that have been useful?
1: Yeah. So, the first session, we wrote a letter together that we would then send off to the guy who really. Only <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> um, and another sort of big learning was the fact that I was. Charging hourly for a lot of things. So if I was doing a press release, I would charge hourly. If I was doing social media, I would charge hourly. Um, And I was always charging after I had completed the work. So that was one of the biggest and quickest and easiest things was I now invoice up front, and I have done since April 2017. And I package things up. There's no hourly rate. You know everything is part of a package, and that's something I sort of really help my clients with now as well. So yeah, it was interesting. I was quite emotional during that first session and I was actually quite scared because again I thought who am I mm. that whole limited belief kept coming up who am I to have a coach but then I came out of it and just felt like I could take on the world and I was like right this is it this is going to happen now and very thankfully it did
0: <laughs> yeah no that's a great point and I think actually when we think to you mentioned kind of athletes and things and how you might think you only need a coach if you are a top athlete or performer or you know someone making millions of pounds but actually like it makes sense we need coaches along all our points you know to keep growing and to keep developing. Was, when you mentioned it was scary was it the fact that imposter syndrome that made it scary was there kind of any other limiting beliefs that you think you might have had back then?
1: Yeah mostly imposter syndrome I think the big old who am I because um, I've always had a real sort of strong sense of self-belief I do believe in myself I know that I can do anything I put my mind to but Working with a coach, it was so different and it was so extraordinary back then. And I think, you know, coaching is massive now and I don't think it was even that big back then. So it was definitely the imposter syndrome. And also there was a little bit of fear around what this coach would think of me to the fact that I had Mm. let my business almost fail to the fact that I didn't have the £100 to pay for her. And there was a bit of shame around that as well. Um, but, you know, she was absolutely fantastic around the whole situation. Never made me feel like, you know, I should be shamed in any way. You know, it's all a learning curve, isn't it? Experience. Mm-hmm. My first business, yeah. I had no idea what I was doing, to be quite honest. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all the shame and then the imposter syndrome as well.
0: Yeah. And you say you've been working with other coaches since. Are they in a similar... Are they to do a business as well? or Have you got, like, personal life coaches and things as well yeah how's that looking for you
1: yeah, so I've had I had a I sort of worked with that coach for just over a year and then I signed up with a business coach and positive psychologist who was based in Los Angeles and she was very much mindset is everything and I actually went to LA on a business retreat with her in March 2019 and I thought it would be sort of funnels, Facebook ads, marketing strategies, business strategies, the whole week with mindset. And at that point, I was like, wow, this is really massive. And then I worked with a money mindset coach. Um, and then at the moment, I have a financial coach and an Instagram coach. So I'm always learning. I love working with coaches. I also feel that the more I learn, the more I'm able to support my clients. So while I'm not a financial coach, there are some basic things that hopefully I can help them with or give them little pointers before they start working with a financial coach themselves similarly with Instagram so many of my clients do so much on Instagram so actually I've learned so much just in the past couple of months of working with the Instagram coach that I can now start to make my Instagram even better and then hopefully my clients as well so I will always have a coach always 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 and I think it's just sometimes it's just having somebody there who can give you like a virtual kick up the bum and say, come on, come on <laughs> stop being silly. Have you done this? Have you done this? And it's just having somebody there to sort of bounce ideas off. Because even though my husband is also a business owner, it's very different to what I do. So mm. a farmer who's got a very successful contracting business, he isn't gonna understand the investments that I'm making, just like <laughs> the investments he's making. So, yeah, it's just having somebody there that can just give you that little boost and be there to, you know, support you through launches and really give you the the help and support that you need when you need it.
0: Yeah, for sure. How often is that contact with your coach or coaches? Is it kind of daily or weekly? Yeah. How does that work?
1: We have a weekly session um, for 12 weeks and then you move on to like a six month program and you would have a session every other week. But then they're always there to check in with. So I was doing a bit of hashtag research on Saturday morning and I voice noted my Instagram coach and she got back to me that day. Now, she Mm -hmm. normally says I work Monday to Friday and I will reply during that time. But she was obviously doing a bit of work herself and just replied there and then. So, again, it's those extra touch points. It's having somebody there for support and advice between the sessions. So you aren't just waiting for the next call to go through all of these questions. And I try and make sure that I sort of do that for my clients as well, because it is so nice just knowing they're at the end of the phone. So, yes, sort of weekly calls and then sort of daily support as and when.
0: And you mentioned your clients there, of course. So Tara Punter Coaching, I believe, tarapunterpr.co.uk, where people can kind of check out what you're doing and what you are up to coaching-wise, marketing-wise, etc. With your coaching at the moment, what are your kind of future plans or future goals with it? Do you kind of have those projections of like, you know, whether it's certain metrics you want to hit or in terms of number of clients? Yeah, what are your kind of ambitions, I suppose, with that moving forward? Mm
1: -hmm metrics wise i've actually been sold out with the coaching for the past few months generally since coronavirus hit really which is really good i want to sort of maintain that and always have a wait list because i think that's always really good to have the next sort of round of clients coming through from the sort of coaching side i also want to do three sellout retreats next year first one sold out in 10 days second one is six so i want to sell out three next year even quicker um, and I also want to speak on stage in the U.S. and bring out a book. So <laughs> what <laughs> whilst sort of growing the business and growing my team and being able to support more people on their journey, really. So... Big goals, very ambitious. (laughs) I
0: love that, and those retreats—they sound amazing. Because I, I know you mentioned earlier that you had been to LA to, um, like a business coaching kind of retreat. I think is that where you got the inspiration for the retreats, or was it just something you've always wanted to do?
1: Yeah, no, it was completely from that retreat, and it was so nice. We were in a massive—I think it was about a seven million dollar mansion in Beverly Hills. I had a pool, (laughs) incredible, and there were, I think, twelve of us all staying in this house. And the connections that you made by actually being in real life with these people that you only ever normally speak to on Facebook or Instagram was just incredible. And so, before I set up my business, I used to be um, a manager at a sort of pub, pub and restaurant, and I used to do a lot of events managing for them. So, I've planned weddings, I've planned parties, I've planned anniversary parties. And again, I love that planning, I love bringing people together. So when I was out in L.A. on the business retreat, I thought, oh, I'd love to do this. So it was sort of a, an idea I had in my mind then. And then I launched it in October of 2019 for March. But then obviously <laughs> the global pandemic happened. So I had to put it back. But yes, it's still going ahead, hopefully for September. I just I just love bringing people together. It just goes back to your first question about, you know, making people smile, sharing positivity I think positivity and happiness is so contagious just getting somebody together and they can step out of their comfort zone and have some fun and obviously all all with some champagne obviously Um, (laughs) and it just yeah I'm really excited about it
0: I'm excited for you. And that is a lovely way to kind of wrap it up. That message of positivity and mindset. You're most welcome. I've got one final question for you, Tara, before we jump off. And it's a question I like to ask all my guests. So I'm going to try and set the scene. Imagine we're driving down an American highway and we see a big billboard to the side. And this billboard could be seen by potentially thousands of people every single year. What do you think you'd write on that billboard? It doesn't have to be deep. It could be a little quip, piece of advice, whatever you want it to be. But yeah, what do you think you'd write on that billboard? And if so, why?
1: If you don't ask, you don't get. Because I was able to start working as a journalist because I simply said to a guy, do you want me to write a blog for you? That was literally (laughs) what. At the time, I was employed, I was unhappy. um, And I was looking for so many jobs. I was looking for like... I wanted to be a sales assistant. I wanted to be a nutritionist. I wanted to be an accountant. Like there were so many things and I just met this guy and he said, I'm setting up this business. And I said, if you want me to write a blog, let me know. And literally <laughs> that time where I was working, they changed my contract and said, if I didn't like it, I could leave. And I was like, oh, this might be my chance. So um, I left, I did a three day handover, left. I was then unemployed and I went back to this guy and I said, you know, that blog I offered to write, well, I'm employed. So genuinely, if you want me to write anything. And then four days later, I was at one of the world's biggest events as accredited journalist, just living my best life. And that is genuinely because I simply asked that guy a question. I had never worked as a journalist. I'd written an odd blog, but I hadn't done anything. And I thought, I'm just going to ask like, what's the worst that can happen? He'll say no. And some of the best contacts I've had have just been through asking. Genuinely, if you don't ask, you don't get. It's that simple.
0: It's something I've heard many a time of a guest have said and it seems to be that and mindset, which I know you talked about today as well, seem to be two of the big pillars. So that is really interesting to hear. Like I say, Tara, it's been really great chatting with you. Thank you so much for your time. And I know obviously I've mentioned tarapuntapr.co.uk, uh, I believe, is your website and people can find out more about you there. Uh, same on Instagram, I believe, and LinkedIn. Um, are there any other places you'd like to direct listeners towards?
1: So I think the um, coaching Instagram would be perfect. So I've got two Instagrams to keep the businesses separate and just doing my second website at the moment. Um, so that's Tara Punter Coaching. And there's so much mindset and business advice and experience on there. So that would be amazing. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a joy to talk to you
0: likewise i really appreciate your time i know you're about to go out for a lovely meal with your husband so that is um, i'm very jealous i'm just going to be having my tea which is probably chips and something else so i really appreciate your time and to everyone listening i hope you've enjoyed this as much as i have and until next time we'll speak again very very soon if you found value in this free podcast, all I'll ask you to do is subscribe so you don't miss a single episode and maybe tell somebody else about it if you feel like it would bring value to them as well. You don't have to leave a review or write a post on social, but if you do, I promise to give you a shout out on a future episode and of course you have my eternal thanks. I'm at Entrepreneurs Gun Party on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok and Twitter and I'd love to hear from you. If you message me wherever or email me at scott at I promise to reply. Just give me a little time